0: digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com/insider. That's texasfootball.com/insider, and thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Hey, podcast listeners, it's your friend Greg Tepper. Thanks for listening to the Texas Football Today podcast. We just finished our seven-hour, 1,000th episode spectacular, but instead of giving you one seven-hour podcast, we're breaking up the show into seven podcasts that are each about an hour long. This is our number six, which features an interview with Baylor, associate head coach joey mcguire recruiting talk with greg powers of next level athlete a conversation with play-by-play extraordinaire ted emrick and a very special edition of america's favorite segment free money and by the way we're leaving the donation portal open for a few more days at texasfootball.com give so if you'd like to donate to texas food banks we would really appreciate it okay enjoy the show we are now by the way into our number six so uh, we're Texas football today. This is our 1000th episode. We're celebrating. We've been on the air since 9am. If I'm a little loopy, it's because we've been on the air since 9am and I just got done talking to one of the showrunners of, of the Simpsons. So I'm a little jittery, but anyway, uh, we <laughs> have, have you caught your breath. I'm yet? good. I'm good. I'm You're ready. Good. Okay. I'm ready. Cause I, I know we got other big guests. coming.
1: Good. We do. And right now we've got another surprise guest. Um, very well known around Texas high school football, very well known around Texas college football. A recent inductee into the THSCA Hall of Honor. We have Baylor Associate Head Coach, Mr. Joey McGuire.
2: Oh, coach. (laughs) What's up, brother? What are you doing, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. We're about an hour away from uh, OTA's uh, number, let's see, I think today is number uh, five or six. So, uh, number six. So man it's exciting to be back on the field
0: well we're excited to see you guys back out on the field first and foremost the most important thing how are you how's the family how are you guys uh hanging in there during all of this all of this mess
2: uh doing good you know uh, of course garrett i mean he's a senior here at baylor he's got nine hours to graduate and then uh his plan is to go work with coach rule uh at carolina and so Um, he's doing really well. And then my daughter is kind of crazy. She's in New York. And so um, when this first all started, we were really nervous, but she's back to work. She's been back to work for about a month now. And so everything, everything's going good. And, you know, my wife, I think she kind of enjoyed some of this because coaches aren't, aren't uh, coaches and coaches wives, they don't get as much time as you you did during all of this uh, when we were shut down. So I think she really enjoyed having me at home. I think.
0: Yeah, I was I gonna. Think. I was gonna say because uh, you know, I, I, I know your wife loves you and stuff like that, but my wife loves me, but she doesn't love when I'm around the house all the time. <laughs> so she didn't. So she didn't. She didn't get. She at least didn't tell you she was getting tired of you.
2: Oh, she didn't tell me. I, I know she was, but she didn't tell me. I think she's, you know, she is a football diehard football fan, so she's really excited about um, us getting back on the field and everything like that. So um not too tired of me but I know she's glad I'm back to work
0: um you've been there at Baylor uh now and 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 you have been through some of the depths and you've been through now some of of the highs um and 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 you know you and I have had had private conversations about about like when it was when it was bad at Baylor and 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 you know things needed to be rebuilt from from the ground up um but I I guess my question is how much is there just an immense amount of pride that you take in your in doing your part to help rebuild a program that really was in some of the lowest parts that we've seen in, in the state in a long time?
2: It's really exciting. I, you know, the one thing I think I'm, I'm the most proud of is is the kids that we have at Baylor and what they've been able to do and what they've gone through and the way they've been able to hold their head up and really be, I think, a, a class act of college football um I'll tell you from day 1 uh both the head coaches that I've worked under from Matt Rule now to Dave Miranda what who they said they were what they said they were going to do and how they were going to treat kids have been 100% they don't waver from that they both uh coach kids with their heart and and uh really believe in relationships and and I think because of that we're able to build a culture and I think because of that, we'll be able to sustain that culture. And so, it's uh, it's a lot of fun coming to work every day. And and I am I'm really proud to be a part of the Baylor football program and and Baylor University.
0: You were um you know when the when Coach Rule left to go to to Carolina, um you you didn't have to stay y you, you know that you, you you could i'm i'm sure that your phone was ringing, and there were there are other job offers out there uh for you, but you you chose to to stay there at baylor um and 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 work under coach aranda um i i guess i guess my question is why I'm not doubting you i just i yeah. what 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 is it about it that made you want to stay
2: well uh so three things one I'm always gonna start with the players um you know i I was a part of recruiting probably all but three of the guys that are the you know there's still three or four of the older guys that were here uh before me and so just had such a great relationship with those guys so that you know that was number one um uh, number two the relationship that i've built with our athletic director mac Rhodes, and man he's phenomenal i learned something from him every single day uh, that we're at work, I think that he's another guy, you know he believes in one standard, one accord, and this is a, a Baylor family. Um, I had that at Cedar Hill. I never thought I'd find another place like Cedar Hill, and that's what Baylor is to me there's so much alike of a, a just family in this community, and then the last one whenever I met and sit down with Coach Rand, and he said this is my vision, this is what I believe in, and this is what I'm gonna do and just talking to people uh around college football, you know, to, to kind of see what they thought of him. Man, as a defensive minded guy, I would be absolutely crazy to leave the best defense coordinator in college football. Um what I'm learning from him and and the places that he's been and the experiences he's had, I mean it's only gonna help me. I mean, so Uh, those three things were the main reasons, you know, and I, I will throw one out there. You know, I stayed to Cedar Hill for Garrett and Mm -hmm. it was really important for Garrett to graduate from Baylor. You know, if if I would have left, he would have gone just because of our relationship and what he wants to do in his life. He wants to be a coach. So it was one of those deals of like, if you're leaving wherever you're going, I'm going to get a chance to learn from somebody. And, and, you know, I'll still never forget when I called him, I said, Hey G I'm going to stay. And he said, you made the right decision. So, you know uh, we've kind of done that. For the last, uh, he's 21. So we've kind of made those decisions. Reagan's 24 over the years, like that, with our family. And so it, it's paid off in the right way. Hopefully, this does too.
0: We're talking with Joey McGuire Baylor here on Texas Football today. Get involved the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. And, and you know, Coach, um, you know, Coach Rule, obviously a great coach. Coach Aranda, his bona fides are not in question. Uh, but every coach puts their own stamp on a program. I, I know Toe hasn't meet, met Leather yet in the 2020 season, but do you have a feeling yet on on maybe what how what kind of differences we can expect to see uh, between Coach Aranda uh, between what 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 how Coach Aranda is going to put his stamp on the program?
2: Well, I, I will tell you this: this is one of the best one of the best things I've told a lot of people this. Coach Arana is an extremely confident person from the standpoint of most coaches are going to come in and say, hey, this is how we do it. And what he's done is come in and really our leadership, Terrell Bernard, Charlie Brewer, and said, what is this program about? What do y'all truly believe in? And so like the toughest, hardest, working, most competitive team in the nation, that's our brand of football Coach Aranda's not changing that. That's what he wants to go with. So the things that we did well, he wants to continue. And then I think you'll see uh, they're very similar because they're both defensive-type guys, even though uh, Coach Rule is more on the offensive side of the ball. He leaned more to defense. So I think you'll continue to see that. Uh, And then a little bit of difference is going to be, of course, him hiring Larry Fedora and a little bit more up-tempo offense, and and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun and interesting to see how that plays out because we got a bunch of guys on that side of the ball back.
1: Now, Coach, obviously, uh, I got to I got the chance to sit down with you and and talk about your induction into the THSCA Hall of Honor earlier this year. That obviously did not the uh, the whole event and banquet did not end up happening. But I wanted to talk to you and, and give you a chance to tell everyone, um, you know, what what does it mean to to get that honor and to, and to be inducted into the the Hall of Honor.
2: Well you know, professionally, it means uh, the world to me. It means everything. I told you, you know, whenever Joe, when coach called me and told me I was going in, I started crying. Um, You know, I I think I know that there's people out there like me, but I I tell everybody I am a high school coach that coaches college football. It's not the (laughs) other way around. I am a high school coach. That's what I identify with. That's my DNA. That's what I believe in. And I don't know if there's Anyone out there, maybe some that are more – I'm extremely proud of high school football in the state of Texas, and uh, I'm a high school geek. We were talking about this yesterday. I mean, if there's a kid out there, Whenever, I, even whenever I was coaching high school, if there was a kid in Houston, man, I knew about him. I've would every. i had every Dave Campbell that I can think of since 1987 or 86. And so, I mean, that, I, I sit there and just from the from 6a all the way down to six-man football i look at every district i mean i just pour over that stuff because I, I love it i always have and you know it's so um going into the uh thsca hall of honor it means the world to me and i can't thank uh, the guys the the board of directors enough and Joe Martin and, and, uh, you know, Frank Sandoval, who, who was the guy that started the kind of the induction, of uh, put me up for it. You know, I, I, I can't thank those guys enough.
0: Um, and to, to, to coach's point, I'll tell a quick story about him. This was a couple of years ago. It was, it was coach rules first year. And he, I swear coach McGuire was texting me constantly saying, Hey, Coach Rule is about to go on vacation, and I can't let. And he was, I think he was going to vac- vacation back up in New Jersey. I think that's right.
2: He was. He and, was.
0: And, and you said, I cannot let him go to the beach without the magazine.
2: Well, I was just, you know, I was bragging on it, bragging on it, bragging on it. You know, I'm sitting there going, guys, y'all don't understand. I mean, this is kind of like the Bible of uh, football, you know, this. And I always tell everybody whenever I get my magazine, that's when really – the next year starts for me in my mind. And so I was telling Coach Rule that and he was just on me, get me one, get me one. Give, me one, give me one. So I was, I was blowing your phone up like, dude, you got this Waco and get me a magazine,
0: please. We 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 did it. I I had brought in a big stack and you're like, here it is. We got it. Guys, we're good. Okay, yeah. we're fine. We can call you can go to the beach if, now, we can call off the alarms. You can go. You're That's hold, right. hold up that plane. It's uh, it's Joey McGuire. one last question for coach, you know, you mentioned you're a high school coach who happens to coach in college. Um, wh- I, I know, obviously, you're getting your fill there at, at college. I know you're really happy with your job. You wouldn't be there if you weren't. What do you? Is there is there some is there some one thing in particular that you miss about about being a head coach in, in high school football? Because I, I know, look, we we love you being a Baylor. We do. You right. miss you in the high school ranks. I'll be honest. But is there is there something that you really miss about about being a high school coach?
2: Well, two of course, you know. uh, I mean, I'm lucky I get to be around incredible kids, Mm -hmm. but the two things probably the most are are uh, I miss your good buddy Rick Renner. You know, I miss being in the studio with him. Uh, That's my guy. Uh, We text a lot. I mean, he and I probably text three or four times during the week. So I miss that guy. But really, the thing that I miss the most, whenever it happens in late November and December, I miss the playoffs. I mean, I miss that one game you're either going home and taking the shoulder pads up or, or you're moving on and uh, just that feeling of just uh, how big a moment that one game is to be able to move on and play the next week uh, you know I do miss it I'll never forget Eddie Peach um, who who I loved uh, love uh, before he passed away he and I were talking and And I said, Coach, what do you miss the most? And he said the same thing. He said, Joey, you know, I I love the regular season. I love when we start football. But, man, I loved coaching in in, uh, old Texas Stadium and, you know, just stuff like that. The playoffs were so magical, and uh, they really are. So I I miss that. I mean, uh, nothing better than being in AT&T with your team and and, uh, getting ready to play a playoff game.
1: So real fast, we uh, I got a little fact check on the story that uh, that you needed to mm-hmm. get Coach Rule's magazine. Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider, said that Ruhle, uh, Coach Rule told him that he was the only one sitting on the Jersey Shore reading his DCTF magazine <laughs> in the first off season. So the story checks out. I don't doubt
2: <laughs> it. Oh, he was. It was great. He was sending me pictures of the magazine <laughs> in the sand as he was checking everything out.
0: He's Joey McGuire. He's the associate head coach at the Baylor Bears. Uh, coach, my man, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, yes, sir. We can't wait to get to, to t- see your boys back on the field, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking down the road, my friend.
2: Uh, it's great talking to y'all. Y'all have an incredible day. And, man, I really – you know how, you know, I'm a huge fan. I really appreciate what y'all do for football and, and of course, this state.
0: Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Thanks, we'll talk coach. to you soon. You Take care. All right. There he goes. Bye. Joey McGuire, the associate head coach at Baylor. Oh man. Good dude. Good dude. <laughs> one, of, one of our favorites.
1: Courtesy that one was uh that one was courtesy of Matt Stepp. That uh, was uh, that oh, was yeah. Stepp's guest.
0: One of uh one of our favorites, uh Joey <laughs> McGuire. Uh, great dude. Great, great dude. Yeah. Good. His, and that, that's hundred uh, percent true. We went down. This is the this is the God's honest truth. And I know we've got well we got powers. We can pop powers. Oh uh, <laughs> he can be late. But we we did a um Oh we were I was driving down to um, Waco or I was driving down Temple because my friend Jessica Mori who was at KCEN mm-hmm. wanted to shoot some, some preview stuff and Maguire was just blowing up my phone hey he's leaving he's leaving on Thursday he's leaving on Thursday he's leaving on Thursday, <laughs> leaving on Thursday. Like we need the magazine he's gotta have it because it wasn't for some reason it wasn't in Waco yet it wasn't in Waco yet I think it was still fresh off the, I think he might have gotten them before they hit newsstands like before like, before anybody got mm-hmm. and so I was like and so my wife wanted to go to Magnolia she wanted to go to the, the the Chip and Joanna experience. Yes, and so she was like, "Well, I'll come with you. We'll stay the night. We'll do Magnolia. We'll, you know, blah 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 and stuff like that." I was like, "Yeah, let's let's do it." And so we had to stop on the way down, and I met. It was I think he was leaving that night, and I met him. They were having breakfast at, um, they're having breakfast at uh, their that uh, the um you know the the the, the athletic mess hall basically. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's a better way to say that, but the athletics cafeteria. And like the nutrition center, and I walked in with this stack, and McGuire comes like run up, like they're here, they're here, they're here, they're here, and like he grabbed one, and he was like he goes up to I got to meet Coach Rule, and Coach Rule got to meet my wife, and so like my wife always refers to like my friend Matt Rule because uh-huh. she met him one time, right, and um and yeah, and she's like this is the magazine, man, this is the ma-. and it's, like poor Matt Rule is like you know he's from he's from the Northeast, like you know he's uh, he's. He loved Texas. He got to love Texas. I mean, right. He didn't. He didn't know who we were. Right. He didn't have any idea what we were. And um and so sure enough, yeah, he took that to the Jersey Shore. But McGuire was the one. He was like, you gotta have this magazine. You gotta have this magazine stuff. So, uh, great talking to Coach McGuire. Good dude. Very very uh, good. I'll our, tell you
1: what, man. His uh one of our very favorites. The video for his Hall of Fame or Hall of Honor induction. It uh, I I teared up during the interview, and that was my first oh, yeah. time ever talking to Coach. So it's uh
0: oh easy. It's a good one. Easy to like Coach McGuire. He's he's. He's Captain America. Everybody loves him. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCtF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. We are into our six of our seven-hour extravaganza.
1: And now.
0: And now we've got even more.
1: We got the birthday boy. Oh,
0: paging Dr. Boy. Dr. <laughs> birthday Boy. We're joined by, from Next Level Athlete, our outstanding recruiting analyst. It is Greg Powers. Hey, Powers. Happy birthday, buddy.
1: Whoop, hang on, Powers.
0: Oh, no. What'd you do?
1: Just give me 0.2 seconds here. I turned him off earlier because he got on early. All right, Powers. Let's hear it.
3: Listen to the show today. It's been a great show. I've been having a lot of fun. So um.
1: He's going.
0: Oh, hold on. I heard him. Go, Powers. Hi, guys.
4: There we, we go.
0: Yay! It's Greg Powers, the next level athlete. I could ask you to just do this week in recruiting if you want, we didn't do it on Wednesday.
3: The audio. Ha- the audio has to work on your birthday, right? like you can't have technical di- birthday difficulties
1: I mean, it seems like you're the only one who ever gives me audio issues powers so i'm thinking I'm thinking this is a you thing
3: yes um, i bet so... it's, i bet i'm I'm betting that it's not been powers's fault that the audios went bad okay, so most importantly, what are you doing <laughs> for your birthday today? uh you know what? I've got some bacon burn ins on the smoker. We're gonna have some baby back ribs as well, so it's gonna be. A great uh, food experience on my birthday. My wife cooked her famous triple chocolate cake. Um, so lining it up with food and just hanging out around the house with uh, great family and friends today.
0: It, it's our recruiting analyst, Greg Powers, joining us on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag, TFT1000. Okay, Powers, I think one question that a lot of people have uh, with all of the shakeups going on with football right now, be they the high school football kind of being delayed a little bit for the bigger classifications, um, as well as, um, you know, some now conferences going conference only, you've got kind of uh, sub FBS, uh, schools more and more moving to the spring. Um, overall, and I know it's hard to, to capture the entirety of what recruiting means, but what we're seeing now, what do you think is the impact on recruiting, uh, that we're going to see because of all the changes that we're seeing in, in football at, at pretty much every level?
3: Well, I'm glad you asked me that. I had a very good conversation with one of my dear friends today, Varone McKinley, and we were just talking a little bit about how we thought that the recruiting process might be altered. And he was reminding me what it was like whenever he was a recruit coming through the process. And I think that's, you know, you can turn back the dial 15 years, maybe 20 years and look at what you think the recruiting process is going to be this year and just bring it back to that. You know, we've had the early signing period and the early visits, and we've had um, kids moving up their decision time frame by almost a full year, and as recruiting has changed in the last two decades. But this year, I think you're going to see it's going to be a mad dash to the finish line, right? Because uh, evaluation period is eventually going to happen if they're having football games. Coaches are going to come out, they're going to be able to, to see prospects, their opinions on prospects who they haven't seen now for almost a year is going to be drastically altered and changed, and that's going to have a domino effect on the recruiting process. And I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're a recruiting fan uh, this year, December, January, February, I think there's going to be some sparks mine. There's going to be a lot of news, and there's going to be a lot of buzz out there uh, because of just the unknown. You know, so just – Think about how much fun signing day used to be back in the day when there was a lot more mystery surrounding what was going on in the recruiting world. We may get some of that this year.
0: Okay. I want to tie in this interview with the interview we just got done doing because we just got done talking with Joey McGuire, the associate head coach uh, at, at Baylor uh, of course a Cedar Hill um, who led Cedar Hill to state championships uh, before moving into the college ranks. Um, I have always said that high school football connections in the state of Texas are are really really key to um, to a recruiting in in the state of Texas at least within the state of Texas um do and I'm not the only one who thinks that. Do we overrate it, or are we are we accurate in saying that having guys who have close ties to Texas high school football coaches is a real advantage that a lot of schools, especially within the state of Texas, and then kind of maybe right outside the state of Texas, having those connections is really really important.
3: Well, first off, tough act to follow coming on after Joey McGuire. I don't know if I got done any favors with my slotting, I I knew when I saw that, I was like, wow, I'm going to have to have a really great show to try to live up uh, and come on after coach McGuire. So I, but to the, to the, to the question, the actual question that you're asking me is I do, I do think it has um, a significant impact and I'll, I'll turn back the page to Charlie Strong's tenure at Texas, where I felt like it took him a couple of years to really understand the importance of working um, through the the Texas high school coaches association, through the Texas high school coach. And when he hired Jeff Traylor um, to help in that manner, and and Jeff Traylor came onto the the staff, I think he was the running backs coach at Texas at that time. Maybe he was tight ends. I can't remember exactly what he was coaching back then, but when he brought Jeff Traylor into that staff, I mean, it blew the doors open for what they were able to do in recruiting the lone star state. And that kind of changed um, the perception of that staff with the Texas high school coaching community. And they were really, I felt, starting to get running on the recruiting trail underneath of Charlie Strong because that that flip had switched on. Um, so I do think, I, I agree that I think that there is a significant impact with that.
0: Greg Powers, the next little athlete, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. So if you go to TexasFootball.com, you'll see some of Powers' fine work, including... The updated 2021 Hot 100, uh, class of the top 100 prospects in the state of Texas. Um, there's a couple of guys that are you identify as high risers. One of them, and kind of staying on a Baylor kick for a moment, is a guy in Kyron Drones, the Alvin Shadow Creek quarterback, uh, that we now check in at number 39. Can, can you tell us a little bit about why Kyron Drones is, is on the rise in your rankings?
3: Well, first off, I, I want to point out that we didn't have a whole lot of changes within the Texas Hot 100 at this time because there hasn't been as much to evaluate. And, you know, I'm not a, one of those types of people who really thinks that you should have a lot of changes in the rankings unless you've had new information to look at or new tape uh, to evaluate. So what you saw was mostly guys who we were unevaluated or incorrectly evaluated early in the process. I think we had five new prospects in the Texas Hot 100 overall. And we had one new four star, which was Kyron Drones, who actually went out to the elite 11 and lit that camp on fire, coming off of a state championship performance um, and, and just has everything, I think, in his tool bag uh, to be a success on the field at the college level. and that's why you saw him rise up the charts a little bit and, and earn that fifth star fifth star or fourth star, sorry, fourth star for Kyron Drones. he went from 56 to 39. So he jumped up some power behind that performance at the Elite 11. I think that he was the one guy who you can look at the tape from that camp, the film from that camp, and say, um, if he's going to be this accurate, this big and strong, and have this high of a ceiling, then he deserves to be recognized in the rankings of one of the top quarterbacks in the state of Texas.
0: You brought up an interesting point about um, that there hasn't been as much to evaluate. Um, I think it's fair to say, I mean, we're seeing it, you know, right now, I think it's fair to say that we will have, there will be fewer games played in 2020 than there were in 2019. Do you think that as a result, uh, not only your rankings, but also other, you know, you know, respected recruiting analysts out there, do you have a feeling that you're going to see more and more um, stability in in recruiting rankings uh, going forward in 2020?
3: It, that's a good question. You know, I don't know if I can honestly give a, an answer that would be the truth because it's so much unknown. I mean, I think that even in Texas, because you have the split, you have 1A and 4A schools starting a little bit earlier than the 5A and 6A schools. That could give evaluators and coaches alike more opportunities to see the 1A and 4A teams. And by and large, when you see a 1A or 4A, you know, guy out on the field, he's the man. You know, so when you go to one of those games, those guys stick out very easily. And and to be honest with you, media attends less of those games throughout the course of the season because you get more bang for your buck when you're going to a five, a or six, a game when you're covering prospects, when you're covering recruiting. So some of those guys may actually get a better look this year. And maybe some more guys come out of the woodwork from the smaller schools because through that first few weeks of the season, more media will be in attendance to watch them play. So that that's an interesting question. I'm a, I'm interested to see how it's answered. Um, I think that you'll probably see more liberal movement instead of going through the season and saying, "Here we go. We're going to have to evaluate all these guys in one lump." That you're going to have smaller batches of evaluations done.
0: Greg Powers, the next all athlete, joining us. Um, you've been around the recruiting block a bit for a couple of a couple of times. Um, we talked earlier with a uh, a guest that you booked for us in Sam McGuffey, uh, the former uh, Cy Fair running back. Uh, I know that he was one of your favorite recruits to to cover, uh, I, and we talked about how he was one of the most vi- the first viral recruits. Uh, who are some of the other recruits? You know, obviously McGuffey is is one of them. Who are some of the guys that that you've really enjoyed covering their recruiting?
1: Well, hang on before that. Oh, I'm sorry. Powers, are are the Olympics cool?
0: The Olympics are cool. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, listen. Great question. I, listen, I'm I'm a journalist that asks the hard-hitting questions.
1: Capital J, man. Yeah, and
3: and I have to say, of all the recruits I covered, to ask it in that way, you asked the right person, and Sam McGuffey the question: Are the Olympics cool? Because he probably wasted no time. And Tony, yeah, they're prob They're pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> McGuffey was great. Malik Jeff. Malik Jefferson. I mean, those anybody who covered Malik Jefferson, I think will quickly um, get to love him, love him and his family. And, you know, the coaching staff there did a tremendous job when he was going through the recruiting process. I think everybody holds Malik Jefferson in high regards, but the list for me is so deep. It seems like every year there are recruits out there who you, you not only form a close bond because you're covering their recruitment, but you also form a close bond with their families um, who may ask you for advice or, um just passing along notes, you know, throughout the day, as a matter of fact, I've gotten a bunch today on my birthday. So, you know, there are a lot of guys out there who I have really appreciated letting me into the process a little bit and get a sneak peek behind the veil of their recruitments and what it's like to be a five-star recruit in Texas going through the recruiting process. Um, but those are some of my, you know, if I had to pick one favorite who I really thought opened his arms up and, and, you know, everything about his recruitment was really nice a great guy. Malik Jefferson is one of those guys.
0: He's Greg Powers. He's the birthday boy. Birthday boy. Uh, follow him on True Power Scout. Follow Next Level F.A. on Twitter at Next Level D1. Powers, happy birthday, my friend. Enjoy all of those barbecue uh, uh, goodies. And uh, I bet we'll talk to you next week, my man. Happy birthday, Thanks, Powers. guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye, Powers. There he goes. Greg Powers. What a guy.
1: Played. I was so pumped it was his birthday.
0: Yeah. Is it a, I mean look, we celebrate a thousand episodes, he celebrates a birthday, everybody wins. <laughs> We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash give. Check out texasfoodwell.com slash give. uh, Share it with friends. uh, Let let them know that we are raising money for Texas food banks. There are uh, nine Texas food banks. El Pasoans, Fighting Hunter in El Paso, West Texas Food Bank in Midland Odessa. High Plains Food Bank in Amarillo, South Texas Food Bank in Laredo, Food Bank of the Rio Grande Valley in FAR, Central Texas Food Bank in Austin, North Texas Food Bank in Plano, East Texas Food Bank in Tyler, and Southeast Texas Food Bank in Beaumont. We are raising money at texasfootball.com give. We are now over $2,600. Thank you guys. Very, very much. Uh, we're going to read some more. Um, we're going to make sure we read a little, some more um, uh, donations coming up here in just a little bit because we want to make sure we shout you guys out. We're also going to have our giveaways in this uh, very uh, jam-packed. Final hour and a half of this seven hour monstrosity of a show. Uh a lot to talk about. A lot of people to,
1: say we to don't even it. have a scheduled bathroom bathroom break in no, the next two hours. No, we're, we're
0: done. We are the long haul. We're <laughs> ready. We're ready to power through. Uh but I understand we just got done talking with Greg Powers. I understand we have another guest on the line.
1: We sure do. Our next surprise guest, another ish guest. Mm. Um I think a person that you and I both consider a very dear friend and one of our favorite people in the media business on the line right now, we've got play-by-play extraordinaire, Mr. Ted Imrex.
4: Oh, Teddy! (laughs) This is non-disclosure. This is so
0: non-disclosure. Oh, wow. (laughs) Teddy, what's going on, man?
4: (laughs) Man, I am just so honored to be with you guys. When uh, when Ish reached out, I I was, uh, first of all, and all the applause to uh, you guys and everybody associated with Dave Campbell's Texas Football for uh, what you're doing for charity today. And thank you for what you're doing to your bodies, uh, as you just mentioned. Um, but man, I'm just uh, glad to hop on with you.
0: Okay, I want to know about being a play-by-play guy during a pandemic because um, <laughs> because this is um, I, I'm I'm sure that like you know you're you're a guy who who it this time of well maybe not this particular time of year, but at least for the past six months, normally you are flying all over the place. I can't turn on my TV without hearing your voice. What have the last six months been like for you?
4: Crazy, man. The last uh, the last game I did was uh, early March, the start of college basketball championship week. I was in Rock Hill, South Carolina for the Big South championship uh, between Hampton and Winthrop. And, you know, the the schedule is so busy that time of year for me. Right. Rolling right into March Madness and had two more conference championship games uh, later that week the tournament starting the following week and that's it just that's when it gets uh, really packed and we love it it's so much fun and then the world stops um uh, it's wild uh, i i will say that the summer is usually a much lighter time of year for me there's just the occasional events here and there um uh, i don't do baseball uh, so that you know unlike some like uh our my good friend our all of our good friend Jared Sandler with the Rangers like that's you know i'm just so glad he's back to work now um but the summer for me you know those three months honestly it's very much like a teacher's schedule you know those three months off uh outside of a few things here and there golf or you know the occasional one-off baseball event with with espn but uh you know it it's uh it's crazy because then you're right as we head into august that's when you think okay now we can ramp up and we are getting ready for what comes in september and so on and so forth and we just have no idea and that's
0: that's where we are uh it's ted emmerich our our buddy our play-by-play buddy joining us here on texas football today okay um I want to know a little bit about, and I don't know if I've ever asked, actually asked you this question. So your father, of course, the, uh, the, the, the great Roger Emmerich, um, it, it, it was a, a play-by-play maestro himself. Um, was there ever a time you weren't gonna do play-by-play because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest if you were just like a sales guy i feel like that would be i'd be like well you know you got the voice and you got the the pedigree like what what's going on here was there ever a time you weren't gonna be a play-by-play guy yeah, I mean,
4: well, it, it, he actually discouraged it. He <laughs> discouraged me going into this. He said do something that pays. So, I didn't really listen to him. Um, I mean, yeah, my you know, my dad, I it all comes back to high school football with with him and with me. That's what I grew up on. That's how I cut my teeth. That's how he cut his teeth first in louisiana his home state and then he got to texas as quickly as he could and do do we have time for one story okay oh, buddy
0: we got pff, we got plenty of time okay yeah you guys are on until four
4: o'clock right so i can help <laughs> you fill some time boy you go, are go you, ahead dude, and you, grab you, the folgers can if you need to dude you I,
0: are I, you are your, you are your father's son go on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay so 2001 uh i am 14 years old and my dad is getting ready for uh, playoff football, which uh, we know is just so special in this state year after year. I loved hearing from uh, Joey McGuire just a, a few moments ago with you guys, man. And and uh, he'll come up here in just a second. But 2001, we go down to Waco ISD Stadium. And Greg, you might have heard this story before, but if not, here we go. It is Lufkin and Plano in the second round of the 5A, I believe, Division One playoffs. I'm not sure; it might have been D2. I think D1. Mm-hmm. And this is Lufkin at the peak of their powers with senior Reggie McNeil mm-hmm. at quarterback, and the late John Outlaw as their coach. Um, and great game. Lufkin wins it 24 to 19. We did not do that game in the press box why why you would ask now i was not on the air at this time I, to to clarify i was spotting for my dad who was doing the game with our good friend doug anderson uh who of course has been the voice of the txa 21 high school game of the week for many years now so we get to the stadium and the person out front handling credentials for waco isd uh says points in my direction and he's and she says uh, he is not allowed. no kids in the press box, and my dad immediately says, "Oh, he's going up. <laughs> he's going in I mean it and it it turned into a shouting match i mean i I'm a paid member of the crew. I get it, you know, I'm a kid, I'm a teenager, uh but I was the spotter for doug and and my dad. I was a paid member of the crew i I heard later that Waco ISD that that season or you know the previous seasons they just opened up that 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 new facility at the time they had had problems with people bringing their kids and just running around and making messes in the press box and so they passed this unilateral rule no kids in the press box but it just it doesn't make sense when you have somebody who is a paid member of a broadcast crew and you're not going to allow them in so what do they do they set up a table at the top of the stands that's right underneath the press box (laughs) overhang The maintenance people, they get the maintenance people to drop the line, the phone line, the ISDN line, you know, that makes us sound good on the radio, all that that good stuff. They drop it through the ceiling of that overhang, like going to, to all of this trouble to get us on the air. Thank goodness they did, because uh, I, I don't think... Doug and, and the, the engineer who was working for the Texas State Network at the time had that kind of equipment to run a big, long cable <laughs> all the way up to the press box down to the stands. But, you know, I'll give Waco ISD credit there. But my, my dad and Waco ISD were not on good terms. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Doug had to broker the piece with the uh, Waco ISD athletic director uh, at the time to make sure that we could still do our jobs and still get on the air. Oh so my gosh. that was week two of the playoffs <laughs> fast forward a few weeks later it is the 4a division one state championship game mm-hmm. denton ryan and smithson valley a uh, game that went to overtime it was a classic ryan won 42 35 james battle earl goldsmith jarvis moss all the mm-hmm. greats from that that time uh under joey florence there at ryan so by that point waco isd had built essentially a stage, like a wooden stage or riser still outside the press box, but at the top of the stands. And there were fans that could just surround. It was almost like a a mini college game day type setup (laughs) only for a radio play-by-play broadcast. It was just insane. (laughs) But they went to, again, went to all that trouble just because they didn't want a kid in the Jeez. press box Goodness it was gracious. unreal
0: and like you're and and the thing is you say you're fourteen, yeah, like you're you're not like you're the age you're of not, a high school student. you're not like <laughs> Jane's age. No.
4: You know
3: what
0: I mean? Yes,
4: my daughter's yeah. three. Yeah, it's not
0: like it's not like you got Jane running around, you know, right. grabbing chicken right. fingers or something like that. Like Golly. Yeah, well, Waco I see it. it would be chicken fingers too. Um that's 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 incredible. And yeah, but it just, you know, it it just always struck me that like um like of course you would be a play guy. Like of course like yes. Like duh, you know, you you're, you're 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 Roger's kid. Of course you did. All right, Pickle, you had a question. Uh,
1: yeah, so the way that Ted and I actually met is he would come and talk to my sports broadcasting class um, at UNT and the I believe it was the second semester that I was able to watch him talk. Uh, he brought his tape of the 2018 A&M versus LSU game that went into seven overtimes. Uh, He called it for Westwood one (laughs) and I loved listening to it and I didn't grow up an A&M fan, but I, (laughs) I loved listening to the call. I I was wondering, is that your favorite call that you have ever had that the entirety of that game, or is there one other one that really sticks out above the rest?
4: Man, pickle. I mean, I, I I think you've got it pegged. I mean, when you have the highest scoring major college football game in history, and that that unfolds in front of you that you don't exactly expect that going in. Uh, it was at the end of the season I mean we we remember it and and by the way, just watching Joe Burrow that night for LSU again under a a previous offensive coaching staff before Joe Brady came aboard, you're thinking, really this guy's going to be the number 1 pick in the draft and break all these records the following year and win a national championship like it never crossed your mind i thought you know he's really good and uh tough as hell he got knocked around that night but i mean yeah i i've been really really fortunate and yes that that has to be at the the top of the list um you know just all the 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 different venues that that i've been so fortunate to broadcast from very early in my career i you know i'm i'm very very lucky and man high school is included whenever whenever we get the chance now uh, it's 3 years running now for me uh part of the crew with Fox Sports Southwest mm-hmm. uh to do the state championships in december man that is so so special especially on saturday when you have 50,000 plus people turning out for high school football and bowl games across the country can't draw half that it's it's just so cool to be a part of. Uh,
0: and, and finally, uh, Ted, because I don't think I've actually asked, got to talk to you uh, on the on any sort of uh, major medium about this uh, since it happened. But uh, since like the nineteen nineties, uh, here is a complete list of, of people who have called uh, Dallas Cowboys games. Uh, Here's a complete <laughs> list. Ready? It's uh, Brad Sham, of course. Yes, you, with the Pride of University of Missouri. I, should, I must say, the Pride of, uh, M.I.C. and uh, and Ted Emmerich uh, back on back in September you called uh you you got to fill in uh for for Mr. Sham who uh had a, a religious observance that he was he was heading to it's you know he I think he said it, I've been lucky it's like 37 years and it's only happened once uh but uh I'm you know obviously your dad had a great connection with uh, with the Dallas Cowboys as well uh, I'm 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 interested in 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 what that meant to you and 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 the opportunity to call a Dallas Cowboys game uh, you know, not only filling in for you know, it's it's cool that North Texas guys are backing up you know the backups for Mizzou guys. It's it's how it should be. But uh, but get out of here. But, but what, what was that like? what was that experience easy like for you easy tap. Yeah. What was that experience like for you?
4: Oh man, the I, I think the word surreal is overused these days. Maybe not during a pandemic with everything going on, but that last September truly was surreal. Again, that that they would call me and brad was so supportive throughout Uh, i was there uh, at AT at&t stadium the week before just to get a handle on things when the cowboys played the dolphins he was so generous with his time as as he always has been Um, I I remember spotting for Brad Um, again when I was in high school and college I I spotted for him on a number of cotton bowls that were on Westwood one and he is the definition of a legend an icon and not just in Dallas Fort Worth Uh, one of the best to ever do it and to don that headset just for one night. I I will never forget it. I am so grateful. Uh, I certainly wish that there were more points scored in that game, uh, the Saints (laughs) beat the Cowboys 12 to 10. Uh, But still, uh, all the drama that you can ask for, And on a Sunday night, with that kind of crowd at the Superdome, working with Babe, working with Christy Scales, uh, Danny Miles, Ted Nichols Payne, the entire crew, is Bob Thomas, statistician, just it's one of the best crews uh, in the NFL, period. Um, And just to be a part of that group for one night was so special. And on top of that, like you mentioned, Greg, I mean, my dad was the PA voice uh, for the Cowboys for eight years. And he's from new Orleans, like (laughs) the, just uh, the confluence of events here. And, um, it was, it was truly magical. And, uh, you know, you said that we haven't talked about it in a public forum. I'll share this in a public forum for the first time. It was extra special for one reason. Um, my dad's, uh, last wishes were to be cremated and he wanted his remains to be scattered at Melott Park uh, in his hometown of Gretna, Louisiana, which is on the West Bank of New Orleans, just across the river. And it was the perfect time to do it. And yeah. so I flew down, uh, you know, with the crew, with the, the team Saturday. Uh, and on Sunday morning, had plenty of time. Of course, a Sunday night game had plenty of time to, uh, you know, get a cab and go across the river and found Mellot park where he grew up playing baseball from little league all the way to uh american legion and whatnot he he grew up going to semi-pro games that were played there and uh it's funny i i show up and the the third base gate was locked and, I'm th- and the fence is really tall. Like, there's no way I can scale this. I am not an athlete. There's no way I can scale this. Like, come on, I'm not going to drop my dad's ashes outside the park. I've got to get in. And I walk around and sure enough, the first base side little gate to the dugout and, and the field is wide open. And just had a moment and no, no, but not a soul was around. It was just me and my dad. And that's something that I will treasure. And I just, listen, I always know that he's uh, with me. Um, His spirit lives on his legacy lives on, but uh, you just felt that connection even more in that particular moment and leading to the game that night. um, He was with me right there next to me and, um, i'm i'm so proud to share his last name and and carry on that legacy
0: meant to be man that's meant awesome. to be that's that's so awesome. that's spectacular he's ted emmerich he's our number one favorite play-by-play guy uh, until craig way comes on the air and then he's our second favorite play-by-play guy you know it's uh, it's whoever i'm talking to is my favorite uh ted appreciate you my man it's great talking to you all the best we'll be talking soon thanks ted man,
4: great talking with you guys take care
0: take care there he goes ted emmerich the great ted emmerich
1: that's why I put on the lower third. Play by play extraordinaire, play by man. Play extraordinaire. Just extraordinary. Great dude. Human. <laughs> Great dude.
0: Great dude. One of our favorites, Ted Emrick. Um, yeah, and of course the uh, the, the son of the good. Great... I mean, I, I'm telling you, and and I know like there was a, a you know we we had a, a, a brief eulogy for for Raj whenever he passed away um, back in in April 2019, and um, uh, I like we kind of all joked about how like all of us just wanted to be Ted's agent because Ted yeah. is. A if you couldn't hear like if, if that's the first time you were hearing his voice, you're just like, Oh, okay, yeah, he's a play by play guy. Like it's he's so a calm superstar. And it's like, it's unbelievable.
1: You got to go this. back and listen to that call that he did for oh, yeah. Westwood sport. I mean, Westwood it, One is great. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. I got chills the whole time yeah. we were listening to it. It no. was Teddy's, just phenomenal. Tays
0: a superstar. Tays a superstar. It's great talking to him uh, as always. We're at Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. We are approaching our seven of our seven-hour broadcast. We have, we're going all the way until 4 o'clock. TexasFootball.com give. Texasfootball.com/give. If you can't do it right now, it's okay. We're going to keep it open afterwards, so you can donate at Texasfootball.com/give. We are raising money for the um, for food banks across the state of Texas. Um, nine food banks. Uh, we're going to take whatever money we get, split it nine ways, send out nine checks. That's what we're doing. And if you donate ten dollars, uh, coming up here in the final hour of the show, we're going to be giving away some outstanding gifts. So you will not want to miss that texasfootballcom slash uh give please consider giving to uh, food banks we've raised already more than twenty seven hundred dollars go y'all that's for, awesome uh, for for food banks across the state of texas that is awesome you guys are wonderful i love you very much we're very excited uh we've been doing this since 9 a.m
1: yeah uh but, but the
0: thing is we have no like we closed the blinds
1: yeah so <laughs> when we say that Time has no meaning anymore. We literally mean it. We literally mean it. Because we can't really tell what time of day it is in here.
0: All right, pa- uh, Pickle. I am going I'm not to. Powers. i know. I almost did it. All right, Pickle. <laughs> I'm grabbing the run sheet. 2.30. Uh, it's an ish guest. That was. That um, was Ted. Ted. And uh, I know Ted can talk.
1: So I'm at upset. At 3 o'clock. We have a Pickle longer.
0: guest. So I don't know who that is going to be. But mm-hmm. at 2.45. Oh.
1: Yeah. No, we need to back on. He was that it is time no. for
0: America's mm. favorite segment. It's time for free money! No. No. <laughs>
1: free
4: money!
0: No. My picks against the spread. Ted maybe was supposed you're thinking, to talk longer. Maybe you're thinking, but Tepper, there are no football games. And maybe you're right, but... You think we were going to go through our 1,000th show and I'm not with this. do free money. We are here. It is happening. Free
1: money. Why did we do this like six hours in? We've
0: got a lot to get to, Pickle. Uh, we've Ugh. got a number of games to break down. Um,
1: you got 10 minutes. Tell me.
0: All right. Let's get it going. All right, let's go. All
1: right, first up on the docket, we are choosing NBA. Okay. Rockets at Mavericks, 8 p.m. tonight. Mavs are favored by one and a half. Yes,
0: of course. NBA is back. They're playing in the bubble. Things apparently, apparently are going well in the bubble. 8 o'clock tonight. I was a little surprised the Mavs are favored. Favored, rather. But at the same time, look, I think that when you take a look at, at, at the way that the Mavericks are playing, Luka Doncic has been spectacular. I believe Christos Porzingis will be playing in this game. I know he missed a test earlier, but he did get to come back and play. Um, Of course, it's always going to come down to whether or not the... uh, Basically, the only thing that matters is whether or not James Harden gets hot. If James Harden gets hot from three and he puts up 40, then they're going to win. But I think that the Mavericks are going to be able to pull this out. I like Mavs minus one and a half. I'm taking the Mavs minus one and a half. For uh, over the Rockets tonight, eight o'clock in the bubble. I like that, and I think the home court advantage for the Mavs is really going to do the difference here. I think that's the only
1: thing worse than free money is free money where you're choosing the Mavericks to win. That Uh, this is my worst nightmare. No, it's
0: perfect. Okay, Uh, what's next?
1: Next. Uh, we're going MLB Padres at Rockies seven ten tonight. Rockies favored by one twenty.
0: Okay, let's let's find out what the uh who the probables are for this game. Let's go. Um, we're we're looking for the probables. Okay, so. Uh, Rockies and Padres. We've got some NL West action here. Um, uh, should be a, 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 f- a fun game. The weird thing about these games is that they're kind of splitting the difference. There's really no reason for a game to be starting at 7, 10 p.m., but they're saying for West Coast games, uh, they want it to be a little, bit, uh, a little bit sooner. So it's going to be Garrett Richards going up against John Gray. That is uh, what we're doing. I like... Colorado in this one. I think they're going to win. Give me something along the lines of 7-5. to five. I think that John Gray is going to be able to get it done, give them a lot, and, 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 and he was uh, perfect. Or rather, he did not give up a run in his first outing of the season. Five scoreless innings. I think he keeps that going. I do think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring because we're in altitude there with the Rockies. But I like the Rockies. Uh, give me the Rockies minus 120. What's next, Pickle?
1: I enjoy Colorado. Um, okay, NHL. We are going Panthers versus the New York Islanders. 3 p.m. on a Saturday Mm. at New York. Over under on five and a half. Goals.
0: Life is too short to bet the under, and especially on <laughs> hockey. Okay, special on hockey. Yeah. You root for goals. Uh, I think that both the uh, the Panthers and Islanders are going to be able to score. Uh, I think that I think you're going to see a lot of scoring in the in the NHL bubble. I think that's what you're going to see. I like this game to end something like four to three. Uh, get I think the Islanders are going to win it. Give me Islanders four, Panthers three. Most importantly, hitting that over over five and a half goals. I like that one. What's next, pickle?
1: Up next we've got the FA Cup final. Mm. We've got Chelsea versus the fighting Ishmael Johnson's 11:30 a.m. on Saturday. Chelsea favored by 0.5.
0: They're favored by half a goal and if you p- if you pick Chelsea what is wrong with you? <laughs> Nobody likes Chelsea and that's not just cuz I'm a QPR fan. Nobody likes <laughs> Chelsea. You're going with Arsenal. Arsenal's gonna win the FA Cup. They win the FA Cup. I think they win something like three to one. And Ish loses um, his mind. Yes. The key for Arsenal is they gotta score fast or they gotta score first. Because Chelsea, what they're gonna do is they wanna win one nothing. That's what they want to do because they're boring and nobody likes Chelsea. <laughs> Arsenal wins this match three to one Saturday. Let's go Gunners. I'm I'm up with the Gunners. What's next?
1: Up next we got NASCAR. Foxwoods Resort Casino, 301, 2 p.m. on Saturday. You've got to pick the winner, sir. Yeah,
0: I know this is tough. And, go and, ahead.
1: Who's who's driving the car the fastest? Uh,
0: yeah. And, Another and, left turn. And, and and admittedly, I am not. I'm, i I want to admit, I'm not a NASCAR guy. So um. So you I should I'm have only, tapped in with. Sh- so uh, only Shandra. bet half of your life savings on this is what I would say. But I am going to go. <sighs> I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Pulls out the win. I like Denny Hamlin to win the Foxwoods Resorts Casino 301 on Saturday. (laughs) Give me Denny Hamlin. What's next, Pickle?
1: Up next, we are going UFC. Derek Brunson versus Ediman. Have fun with that one. Shabazian. Shabazian. 10 p.m. Saturday, Shabazian. Favored. 5, 3,
0: big is, he is the big favorite in this one. I think he's going to be able to do it. The bigger question is going to be: Does he knock out Brunson? Um, I like I like Shabazian in this one. What's interesting: this this matches it or this this uh, this card is in uh, Vegas. It's not on Fight Island, uh, which I love. I love <laughs> the idea of Fight Island. Like Dana White's a crazy person. Uh, I like Shabazian. I like Shabazian, Let's say third round ref stoppage. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with Shebazzian. Let's go with, uh, with him, him to win it. Uh, and Although, you know who's a big EOC guy? Is, I believe Will Wilkerson likes UFC. I think so. I think so, yeah. Okay. Well,
1: he's watching, so maybe he could give you I some hints. <laughs> What's next? Um, up next, we're going with some tennis. The WTA French Open 2020 is Monday, August 3rd, and let's hear your winner for the French Open.
0: So the easy the easy pick would be Sh- Simona Halep, right? She's yes. the best player in the world and stuff like that, but you don't win money betting on the big favorite.
1: <laughs> you know what? You're gonna go with some name no one's ever heard of.
0: Nope. You know who I'm going with? Who? Serena. 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 I'm going with Serena. Serena's going off at plus eight fifty. I like Serena to win uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 French Open. Uh, give me Serena. I believe that starts on this Monday. We're gonna have uh, tennis. The pictures going of here her and soon. her daughter yes. playing tennis are amazing. Uh, adorable. Anyway, I like Serena to win the French Open.
1: All right. Another What's next? fun one. We've got Taiwan baseball. Let's go. It's the Uni President Lions versus the Rakuten Monkeys. Mm-hmm. The Monkeys are favored by one and a half.
0: Uh, so uh, let me look at the, um, the standings right now. Standings. I want to make sure I'm the
1: avid not, yeah, Taiwan baseball fan. big, Tepper, big fan Greg of Tepper. the uh,
0: CPBL. <laughs> um, right now, so this is the team. Uh, right This is five and two. The uh, or rather, the, um, uh, two and three Uni Lions and the uh, three and three Rakuten Monkeys. Um, the Rakuten Monkeys, their last game, they lost. And I'm not picking against the, the monkeys. Not at home. You know that mm-hmm. you don't you don't just walk into Rakuten and win. No, I think that Rakuten might actually be that like home a, filled
1: advantage. I
0: think that Rakuten might actually be a uh, like a corporation, but uh, well, it, you
1: don't walk in there and you win. you don't walk
0: into Rakuten <laughs> and win. I like the monkeys to bring home the win. Give me uh, Rakuten monkeys.
1: All right, now to a league that. Uh, Tepper is actually a fan of. We got some Aussie football going on with his very own Sydney Swans playing at the St. Saint Kilda Saints. Yes. 2 a.m. on Saturday. Saints favored by 50. In the
0: Look, I'm not gonna lie. My beloved, my beloved Swans are struggling a little bit this year. Okay, it's been a rough year. Some of our best players have gotten hurt, but we're bouncing back. Okay, we're bouncing back, and it starts with an upset win at St Kilda. Let's go! Upset win. I'm not taking the Swans to cover. I'm taking the Swans outright. Give me Ooh. the Sydney Swans outright. I'm gonna stay up till 2:10 tonight, and I'm gonna watch this game. No, I'm not. But <laughs> I will wake up and find out what happened on my phone. Ghost Swans. All right. Also, they're called like the Bloods, which is awesome because okay. they're like blood red. It's great. Okay. What's next?
1: On to the Vikas Liga. It's IFK Marie Hamden at FC Inter Turku.
0: Turku. This Turku. Is, so this is 9
1: a.m. Saturday. Turku is favored by one and a half. Right.
0: So this is Finnish soccer. So we're going to Finland for this one. Um, <laughs> I like uh, Inter Turku. I think that they're going to be able to cover this. I think Marie Ham is is in a, I think they're in a bad way right now. I think that there's no way to, 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 to pick them right now. I think you got to go with Turku. Give me FC Inter-Turku to cover that one and a half. I think they win comfortably, especially uh, at home.
1: I was concerned that you were going to make the wrong choice there, but right. I'm going to agree. Exactly. Up next, we've got Cycling. The mm-hmm. Strad Bianchi. Bianchi, Saturday, oh,
0: August sounds like, 1st. Sounds like somebody doesn't pay attention to Cycling.
1: Pick your winner.
0: I gotta pick the winner. Is that what I gotta do?
1: Yeah, and drop the sass.
0: Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't write down the winner.
1: Here. <laughs> we can skip this one and go to the next. No,
0: one. don't worry. I'm gonna find some odds real quick, uh, and we'll see. <laughs> According to Cycling Weekly...
1: Oh, God. This is why it's money for your bookie.
0: Um, this right here, people. Boy, it says the hilly terrain brings a contention. Climbers, the likes of... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Vincenzo Nibali is going to win it. I like Vincenzo Nibali uh, to to win the Strade Bianchi. Okay.
1: You heard it here first, people. And last but not least, we're going to the Emmy awards for outstanding drama series mm. that'll be September 20th who is the winner of the Emmys outstanding drama series
0: so there's a lot of uh there's there's a, a lot of them that I um that I I don't actually um see uh outstanding drama <laughs> uh there's a lot of them that I have that I don't watch um that's directing I don't need directing I need Outstanding drama series. Come on. Let's go. I got to find the
1: Be like like you know how like normal girls pick their favorite team by like their favorite colors of the jerseys or whatever. You should do that by like the cover of the Outstanding movies. drama series.
0: Okay. So here are the nominees. The nominees are Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things and Succession. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Better Call Saul. I'm going to go with Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is outstanding. I have not seen season 5, but <laughs> if it's anything like the first few seasons, then it's <laughs> outstanding. I like Better Call Saul, lock it in (laughs) to win Outstanding Drama Series at the Emmys.
1: Also, yes, we will let y'all know uh, what Tepper's overall ranking is on his free money.
0: So there you go. A very special 1,000th episode edition (laughs) of free money. We were able to cover... NBA, MLB, NHL, soccer, uh, or rather English soccer, NASCAR, UFC, tennis, Taiwanese baseball, Australian rules football, (laughs) Finnish soccer, French cycling, and the (laughs) Emmys. So there you have it.